Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues his series in the Gospel of Matthew with this sermon entitled, The Virgin Birth, preached on January 28, 1995. Now, if you have your Bible, please turn to the Gospel of Matthew. Now, we want to define what virgin birth is. In the virgin birth, the second person of the Holy Trinity took to himself perfect human nature by the power of the Holy Spirit without ceasing to be God. My professor, the late uh, John Murray, he says the incarnation means that he who never began to be in his specific identity as son of God began to be what he eternally was not. The infinite became the finite. The eternal entered time and became subject to its conditions. The immutable became mutable. The invisible became the visible. The creator became the created. The sustainer of all became dependent. The almighty became infirm. God became man. Incarnation. In plus carne. Or en sarki. En plus sarki. In English, in plus flesh. God became man. Now when you consider this subject of the virgin birth, we must understand that it is full of mystery and it is full of supernaturalism. However, certain aspects of the virgin birth are not supernatural, such as the emergence of baby Jesus from the womb of Mary was not a miracle. It was a normal process. Mary, just like any other mother, had to push for the baby to come out. So the emergence of the infant baby from Mary's womb was not a supernatural. Neither the process of fetal and embryonic development was supernatural. In other words, that process was as normal as other infants' experience. So, what are the supernatural factors in the virgin birth? First, the begetting was supernatural. There was absence of human begetting 
there was no spermal communication from a man to the woman Mary. It is good to look at the scriptures. Let's look at Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. And verse 25. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. Or verse 20 of Matthew chapter 1. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Now in the book of Luke chapter 1 and verse 34, Mary asks the angel this question, how will this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Now when you look at the birth of Isaac through Abraham and Sarah, there was, it was miraculous. But there, there was the presence of human begetting. Abraham was the father. And he became able to father through divine miracle in his life. Or look at uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth and the birth of uh, John the Baptist. It was miraculous, but... There was human bigoting. There was spermal communication from Zechariah to his wife Elizabeth. But we find in the scripture that Jesus was begotten not by a man. Clearly articulated that fact in the Holy Scripture but by the Holy Spirit, by the creative power of the Holy Spirit. The miraculous consisted in this supernatural begetting. Mary conceived in her womb by the creative power of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, the supernatural aspect consists in the person of Jesus Christ. He was not a mere baby that was supernaturally begotten. Virgin birth speaks about the begetting, conception, embryonic development, 
and the emergence of a supernatural person. Who is that person? The eternal second person of the Holy Trinity. Again, he who never began to be the second person of the Trinity began to be what he eternally was not. And so, who was he? He was a supernatural person who existed from all eternity. Unlike your baby and our baby, when a baby is born, that is the beginning of that baby's existence. That baby becomes a new person. When you look at Luke chapter 1, verse 35, the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One, notice Jesus Christ was the Holy One, to be born will be called what? The Son of God. Meaning what? God. This person was deity. God. In Matthew chapter 1, we read that his name is what? Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And St. John, in chapter 1 of John, identifies him as God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Not a God, God. Deity. And in the 14th verse of chapter 1 of St. John, we read the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And notice we have seen his glory because he was God. By becoming man, he did not cease to be God. The glory of the one and only who became who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And 18, the verse of the same chapter, first chapter of St. John's Gospel, we read, no one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only. New International Version. But God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. In other words, this person is supernatural. He's the Holy One. He's the Son of God. He's deity. He's Emmanuel. And he is the one in John chapter 8 and verse 58. He said, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was born, I am. And Satan, Paul himself, in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 we read this, beyond all question, the mystery of godliness is great. He appeared in a body. God appeared in a body. There is another aspect of the supernatural in the virgin birth. And that is supernatural preservation of Jesus. Jesus was preserved from conception to birth, from the contamination, from the defilement that would otherwise have proceeded 
from his human mother Mary. That was supernatural. So Christ was born without original sin. He was the Holy One. Now there are a lot of people who do not believe in the virgin birth. But that is not because the Bible doesn't teach it. Bible teaches the virgin birth. As we already found in Matthew 1, 18 through 25, Luke 1 and 2, John 1, 1, 14 and 18, Hebrews 10, verse 5, Galatians 4, verse 4, which says, God sent his Son. The eternal God, supernatural person, born of a woman, born under the law. The Bible says Jesus Christ came into the world supernaturally. The Bible says that he performed supernatural miracles while he lived in this world. The Bible clearly declares that he went out of the world supernaturally by his resurrection and ascension. But then we ask the question, why is it that uh, many people do not believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ? Of course, in the history of the church, almost everyone believed in virgin birth until the 19th century. But in the 19th century, you find the ascendancy of liberal theology. What is liberalism? You should read a book by J. Gresham Machen, the founder of Westminster Theological Seminary. Liberalism and what? Christianity. In other words, liberalism is not Christianity. Because... Liberalism, liberal theology, denies everything that is supernatural. Of course, they have great respect for Jesus. They would say he was a good man, a godly man, certainly a prophet, a teacher, a socialist man, an ethical man, but not God. Not sinless, not supernatural. So liberal theology and liberal theologians and liberal church member rejects virgin birth along with all other supernaturalism because of their own sinful, anti-supernaturalistic bias. It's not because virgin birth is not taught in the scripture. It is because they cannot stand a Jesus who is God. There are some people who would say, well, you know, you don't really have to believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ to be a good Christian on his way to heaven. No, that is not the position of the Holy Scripture. I would say this, 
rejection of the biblical view of virgin birth involves the rejection of all the supernatural. It involves the rejection of the biblical authority. It involves the rejection of the deity of Christ. It involves the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It involves the rejection of the atonement of Jesus Christ. It involves a rejection of the fact that human being is born a sinner and on his way to hell. And I would say this, he who rejects the virgin birth, as I have articulated, rejects the Savior and cannot be an Orthodox Christian. What if there is no belief in virgin birth? Well then, our Jesus Christ becomes a mere man. Our Jesus Christ becomes one who is fathered by sinful Mary and sinful Joseph. Our Jesus Christ becomes sinful from birth, as we read in Psalm 51 verse 5. Our Jesus Christ becomes flesh. He said that which is born of the flesh is flesh. John chapter 3 and verse 6. Our Jesus Christ becomes guilty of sin. And he will be in need of salvation himself. He cannot be the savior of anyone. He cannot be a redeemer. He cannot be a fit Mediator between God and man. So, we believe in the virgin birth as the scripture declares. That the eternal God, who never began to be in his specific identity as the son of God, began to be what he eternally was not. God became man, sinless, holy one, who is able to be the mediator for us between God and man. A fit substitute. God, man, died for you and for me on the cross. And it is my prayer that God, the Holy Spirit, will open the eyes of people. To see clearly the person of Jesus Christ. And then to see clearly the work of Jesus Christ. That we may be saved. Amen.